Welcome to a new episode of The Crowds, the German podcast. Today I'm going to take you to the most beautiful of all big cities in Germany. We are going to Munich. Speaking about where to go and what to do. Of course, also a little bit about Oktoberfest, but also the pros and cons of the city. And why some people think it's the most livable place in the world. And others, as me, will never really feel at home there. Let's start off with that, to get a feeling for the place. Munich is the third biggest city in Germany, after Berlin and Hamburg. Around 1.5 million people live in the capital of Bavaria, Germany's biggest state. And it's alongside with Frankfurt and Düsseldorf often in the rankings or top 10 of the most livable cities in the world. In no other big city in Germany you will find such a high standard of living and such beautiful architecture, streets, houses, palaces. Munich is just stunning. What would be the one big highlight in many other cities is just one of many houses on a street in Munich. But the city has not just great architecture, it can also have a very chilled vibe, especially during the summer. Close to the river Isar, for example, there is nothing better in the world than chilling there with your best friend and a beer and talk about life. Also, you have traditional Bavarian and German beer gardens all over the city. And it's so nice and so much fun to meet after work or uni or on the weekend and just sit there in a park, in a beer garden with your friends and your family, enjoying some food and a good Bavarian beer. Just happy people around you. This is the good life. If you want to check out cool beer gardens, there are two not far from each other, both in the biggest park in the city called the English Garden. One of the beer gardens is located around the Chinese Tower, that's the name of it. Sometimes there's even a traditional brass band performing. The other one is next to a beautiful lake. The easiest way to find this one is if you look for Seehaus in the English Garden. Seehaus is translated lake house and it's spelled S-E-E-H-A-U-S. I'm sure you will love your first beer garden experience. It's really easy to fall in love with Munich because it's so stunning and livable. It's a city where everything works. You have good schools, world-class universities, a great public transport, all shopping options you could ever ask for. It's clean and organized. And that is, as stupid as it sounds, also the problem some people have with the city. Nothing crazy would ever happen there, nothing unexpected. People follow the rules rather than thinking out of the box. So there is no creative, alternative, young, wild vibe at all. A former mayor of Berlin said once about his city, Berlin is poor but sexy. Munich is the opposite. Munich is pantsuit rather than ripped jeans. I moved to Munich when I was... 1920 for an internship. Later I got a job there and did my undergrad in Munich. And although I found the very best people there and I really loved my job at the sports TV channel and enjoyed my degree as well, Munich never felt like home to me. Something was missing. And that wasn't Munich's fault or mine. It's just one of these cities you either love or never really connect with. So if you consider living in Munich, ask yourself what kind of person are you? Do you like beautiful squares, stunning old architecture, a nice, sometimes maybe a little bit posh atmosphere, the good life? Or do you need an international diverse flair, a creative alternative vibe, a life that hasn't been set yet but still needs to be developed? If so, you'll maybe struggle with Munich. 
The best way to find out, however, is to visit. And if you come to Munich for the first time, there are a few spots to check out. The city tour I always did with people visiting me in Munich started at Karlsplatz, also called Stachos, a big square in the city center. It's just a few hundred meters from the central station or one S-Bahn stop from the central station. There you walk through an old, beautiful gate, you follow a bustling shopping street, first called Neuhauser, then Kaufingerstraße, towards Marienplatz, the most iconic square in Munich with the impressive and beautiful town hall building. On the balcony of this town hall building, uh, Bayern Munich celebrates its titles almost every year. On your way to the square, to Marienplatz, you already walk by the highest and most iconic church in Munich. The Frauenkirche, Woman's Church. You will see the two towers of uh, this church on almost every postcard in the countless souvenir shops. In a city full of sights and highlights, the town hall at Marienplatz and the Frauenkirche, the Woman's Church, are the two things that actually stand out. At Marienplatz, there is also St. Peter, a church you can climb up to have a great view over Munich. And just around the corner is Viktualienmarkt, a famous outdoor food market with local products. Now you are in the heart of Munich. You could probably follow any direction and would see something great or beautiful. But for your first trip, I would recommend that you go to another beautiful square called Odeonsplatz. Just a five-minute walk from Marienplatz and this square, Odeonsplatz, is a square with history. German history. Yes, Hitler once more. It was actually the first time that Hitler got attention, not just in Germany, but around the world. In November 1923, he initiated a coup. With Hitler, around 2,000 Nazis were marching to a building called Feldherrenhalle, which is still there on Odeonsplatz. You can still see it if you're there at this place. The Nazis clashed with the police. 16 of them died and four police officers as well. Hitler was wounded during this fight, escaped in the first place, but two days later he was arrested, charged with treason and sentenced to five years in Landsberg prison. There he wrote Mein Kampf. However, he served only nine months. Then he was released and changed his strategy, seeking power through legal means rather than revolution. So if you are at Odeonsplatz, in front of the Feldherrenhalle, you know now that less than a hundred years ago, one of the worst stories in world's history started right there. Do you need something a bit more positive, uplifting? Next to Odeonsplatz, there is a beautiful little park called Hofgarten. And the big street Hitler and the Nazis marched on, the Ludwigstraße, going from Odeonsplatz to the university is one of the most stunning streets I've seen in my entire life. It is literally palace after palace on both sides for a few hundred meters until you reach a big square with a fountain and a palace or castle-like building on each side of the road. So two palaces and two fountains. And these are the main buildings of the Ludwig Maximilians University, the best university in Germany according to rankings. And here we also have some history. Once again the Nazis, but this time resistance against the Nazis. The square is dedicated to Sophie and Hans Scholl brother and sister, who were members of the White Rose, a student group in Munich. It was a non-violent resistance movement in Nazi Germany. So if you wondered whether there was resistance against Hitler, yes, there was, but little. Because everyone who was active was not active for long. Same, unfortunately, for Hans and Sophie Scholl. On the 18th of February in 1943, they were handing out flyers at the university, but got caught by a guy called Jakob Schmidt, who informed the Gestapo. Four days later, Sophie and Hans Scholl were sentenced to death and executed on the same day. 
If you're interested in their story, there is a movie from 2005 called Sophie Scholl, The Last Days, which was even nominated for an Oscar in the category Best Foreign Language Film. And in the university building, there is an exhibition about them and the White Rose. If you look for some food, a nice cafe or quirky shops, that's all happening behind the university. One place I recommend, especially during the summer, the crazy ice cream manufacturer. In German, der verrückte Eismacher. There you can get all sorts of crazy ice cream, cheesecake ice cream, beer ice cream, spinach ice cream, liver sausage ice cream, whatever you can think of. Just be brave and give it a try. If you want to explore the whole area, my favorite area in Munich, because it has this student vibe, basically just start at the university and walk up Schellingstraße, Schelling Street. And if you walk to the Technical University Munich, which is just a 10 minutes walk from the other university, the Ludwig Maximilians University, The Technical University Munich has a really nice rooftop coffee with an amazing view over Munich. The last stop on our city tour, city walking tour, it's all walkable within one or two hours, even with stops for selfies or coffee. Our last stop, however, is on the other side of the university, the Ludwig Maximilians University, and it's one of the biggest parks in the world. I mentioned it earlier, the English Garden, home to two of the coolest beer gardens in the city, but also home to a little river or stream called Eisbach, which offers two really cool things in summer. A surfing wave and the opportunity to follow the stream and swim without any effort and for a couple of minutes. However, the swimming is not super easy. It's actually quite dangerous. People have died because they've missed the exit when the river gets bigger and the stream gets stronger or because they hurt themselves on the stones on the crown of the river because it's really flat and people tend to swim there after a few beers. Not for everyone the best idea. So if you want to be safe, both for the surfing wave as well as for the swimming in the Eisbach, do your research in advance. Maybe ask locals as well to assist you or give you some tips. However, regardless of whether you go for any of the sportive activities or you just chill in the English garden with a drink and your friends or family, you will love it. Two spots that are not walkable but still definitely worth a visit are Nymphenburger Schloss, a picturesque castle with a big garden in the west of Munich, Nymphenburger Schloss, a castle, and the Olympic Park. It was constructed for the Summer Olympics in 1972 and it has a unique tent architecture. All the halls, the stadium, every building has this really creative tent look. Super fascinating. You can check pictures online on Google. There's also a nice lake and a little hill to climb up, offering a great view over the city. So the Olympic Park in Munich is definitely worth checking out. If you look for a hipster area in Munich, Glockenbachviertel is your place to be. Students live there as well as footballer from Bayern Munich or famous actors. The center of this area is a square called Gärtnerplatz, Gardner Square. There, as well as in the streets around, you have countless cool cafes, bars, second-hand shops. So if you want to look for vibe or a scene in Munich, this area around Gärtnerplatz is your place. Concerning the nightlife, most clubs are located in the city center. Cool bars can be found in Glockenbachviertel, but also in other areas like Neuhausen, Heidhausen, Schwabing and Maxvorstadt. Especially the area around the university that I mentioned earlier has a lot of great food places and cool bars. If you want to go a bit more basic, more pubs than fancy bars, the area around Münchner Freiheit, so Munich Freedom, is your place to go. There are some nice restaurants, but there are also some shady pubs, in German called Kneipen. 
You can imagine them quite dark. Wooden furniture, the tables usually a bit sticky. But really cheap and with a special, quirky, original atmosphere. And with late opening hours, so for example in Schwabinger 7, kind of a metal rock venue, you can dance to Motorhead and Britney Spears until 4am Monday to Saturday. And wherever you go there, you will get a cheap and really tasty Bavarian beer. So if the other places seem a bit too fancy for you, this area around Münchner Freiheit is yours. If you're in Munich and have a few spare days, also check out beautiful Bavaria. What most tourists do is going to Schloss Neuschwanstein, the Romanesque castle on a rugged hill that Ludwig II of Bavaria commissioned in honor of composer Richard Wagner. You probably have seen pictures of it. However, there is so much more you can do. You're just an hour away from the Alps, so you could go skiing or go for a hike. There are a couple of mountains that are not too hard to climb up, but offer breathtaking views. Jochberg, for example. We had a hike there, one of my Bavarian friends showed it to me, and from the mountaintop the view on the Blue Walchen Lake was just incredible. And speaking of lakes, some of the most beautiful lakes in Europe are located in Bavaria. Tegernsee, Chiemsee, Starnbergersee, Ammersee, all not more than an hour drive or train journey from Munich. And you don't only have stunning lakes, but also super traditional Bavarian houses around them. White, with wooden balconies, wooden doors, wooden roof and attic, usually the whole like highest floor is wooden. Driving around there is like going to a different world, traditional Bavaria. And speaking of traditional Bavaria, one thing you probably think of when you think of Germany, Bavaria, Munich, is Oktoberfest. The only two weeks per year that people in Munich go really crazy are the two weeks when Oktoberfest happens. Some people even have a separate bank account just for Oktoberfest. So they save money on that account over the whole year, as other people would maybe do it for holidays, and then spend all that money in these two weeks. So between 1000 and 1500 euros, which is around 1,000 pounds or maybe even up to 2,000 US dollar. The whole city, especially in the city center, is in an exceptional state in that time. In the major train stations you see dozens, sometimes hundreds of zombies completely wasted being sick. You smell alcohol and vomit everywhere around Oktoberfest. You could say it smells like in a typical English pub, but that's not fair. English pubs aren't that bad. I've literally never seen a crowd of people so out of their mind as the people around Oktoberfest. In my first year in Munich, that was quite shocking. But there's just one thing you can do about it. Become part of it. Then it's fun. Because although other places try to establish their own Oktoberfest, the only real one is happening in Munich, having been held for more than 200 years now. Basically, there are two parts at Oktoberfest. The amusement park part with roller coasters and a lot of other stuff you know from amusement parks. And of course, you have beer tents, 14 of them. Usually you get in, but finding a table can be really hard. And if you don't have the best connections in the world, it's almost impossible to make a reservation. You just have to be nice to people so that they let you join them on their table. Usually there is music in the tents as well. And at some point everyone is standing on the benches, singing along and drinking beer out of these massive one liter glasses. A mass. That's a liter of beer. Um, and it's nowadays often more than 11 euros plus tip, which can get quite expensive at some point. Unless you meet Australians, because for them 11 euros for such a large beer is so cheap that most of them are happy to spend you a drink. The question whether to wear the traditional Bavarian attire is a tricky one. You don't have to. 
However, over the past years, it became even more common to do so. If you go for a cheap one, people will recognize that and some very conservative people will even judge you for that. A proper Bavarian attire, however, costs a few hundred quid. I got mine after one of my best friends in Munich helped me a lot when I was stuck with my bachelor thesis. He always wanted me to get a proper Bavarian attire, so that was his moment. I would say, if you have the money or plan to come to Oktoberfest not just once in your lifetime, get yourself a dress. Or as the father of my best friend said, if you have a proper Oktoberfest dress, you show that you are a provider. If you're not planning on coming more than once, however, invest your money in food and drinks. Either way, Oktoberfest is going to be an experience and it's up to you whether you make it a good one. One last thing I can say about it, it's definitely at least as crazy as you imagine it to be. Resume. If you look for a beautiful, not super alternative and creative, but very livable city with a special atmosphere and stunning architecture everywhere, and maybe a few trips to the Alps, Neuschwanstein Castle or traditional Bavaria, Munich is definitely worth a visit. That was this week's episode of The Crowds, the German podcast. See you next Thursday.